Episode 80 And it is me Gary P And of course The Prof Carroll Hello all And we have to give a big shout out To our brand new sponsors Camille Toy Takeaway In Tala Village And it is fantastic It's gorgeous Check out our Match Day meal special It's a main and a drink For 10 euro Go down and mention the podcast Tony will look after you He's a good lad And uh, that's the Match Day Tifty special Prof Get the hoisin duck The beef cheek is gone It's time for the hoisin duck I might be trying that now this Friday. I have the day off, so I might head down there. Already. Definitely, yeah, man. Yeah. It's actually it's actually really nice. Um, yeah. So as he said, Gary Payne, the prof, are back, and uh, I'll talk a little bit about the gaff and the skip from last week. And this was a uh, this is the most I've ever been approached about a show. Really, we've had good feedback as regards to online, but this is the most I've ever been approached in the flesh about a show and tips on the shoulders. The odd pinch in the arse, you know, great show, boy. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, really, really good positive reviews about the show, and we had a ball, didn't we? Yeah, similar to myself. Good few people came out to be in the suite, you know. Gaffney is a legend. I mean, everyone knows how funny he is. You could listen to him for hours, and that show was three and a half hours. But again, as a, as a defense, I make the first hour was all in the match. The last two and a half hours is on their careers, so I don't want any anybody saying to me it's too long. It's split into parts. Listen, I get that all the time, you know, people tell me it's too long, so it's uh, it's it's something I have to deal with. Do you know who's too long for as well? <laughs> Rob Lavelle's son. He he asked his dad, he just wanted the timestamp of where I mentioned him. <laughs> yeah, that's all they want. He's I not, put it on yeah. and Jaden was the same, as like, yeah. uh, is this us? I was like, yeah, you had to start. That's it, didn't listen to anything else <laughs> after. <laughs> not willing to listen to any of the show. But uh, the Junior Hoops Invasion, that was great. Yeah, it was, the investigation is ongoing as to how that happened. Mm, it was uh, it, it's fantastic to hear some young hoops and their enthusiasm for Rovers. Glimpse into the future of this show, 20 years from now. Our future hosts. And It was um, gas when uh, um, Robbie arrived first. Uh, Noel arrived about 10 minutes after. And we hadn't finished recording the kids yet. And then Noel comes in. not Probably thinking like a proper studio he's arriving to. The next thing is like eight kids around the microphone. Chaos. I could just see him turn to, to, to the gaff. And he's like, do you have any idea what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Good old Skip yeah. would know what was going on. You know, like I, I went on the greatest league in the world last year. And like it's, you know, you bring, bring you into a waiting room. And like secretaries brings you some tea and all. And like he comes in with Johnny Blues. A back mayhem. Yard, backyard and sheds. Kids running them up. <laughs> Uh, apparently he actually said um, when he was going home he was on the phone to the missus the gaff told me this one and he said uh, he's on the phone to the missus and he's like after spending the last three hours in a fucking hot 
<laughs> in Cromlin. <laughs> Go wait, spend a Sunday, I think. That's what, that's what we are now, Gary. We're a hut. Sinking, sinking bottles in Johnny Blues. Um, another big shout out. We have Derek Fields. Fields are, the original Fields are getting married. And uh, congrats to the big man. And hopefully he'll belt out a couple of tunes. Did you ever, see, did you ever hear him sing? No. He, 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 he can do a good Pavarotti. Like, he, he has the vocals. Um, yeah, so big shout out to Fields. Or Derek Fields getting married. And wish him all the best. The green and white toys will be out. The green and white toys will be out. The flags will be, uh, the flags will be getting hung. And do you, do you know who he's marrying? No. Davy Kyo says hello's sister. No way. Yeah, so he's going to be related to Davy Kyo sooner or later after March. I can see that ending in the proper Romeo and Juliet style. Oh, you all dead to the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, a Harps bus as well. The Tifties debut bus is officially booked and seats are selling fast, prof. We're in yeah. double figures and we haven't even advertised it on Facebook or any of our social media platforms. So, get your... Uh, Get your texts and phone calls into us, and uh, now get us on. Well, get us on Facebook. Get us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter if you want to book your seat on the bus. Twenty second of March, Finn Harps away, and uh, seats are gone like hotcakes. I so heard Mitzi has booked his place. Mitzi is officially on the bus. Yeah. This is after he tried to persuade his way into the suite and he failed miserably because <laughs> he couldn't string a sentence together. <laughs> Hashtag cheeseboard hoops. Ah, uh, did you see the video? If you watch the video of the celebrations of Waterford, he's in the in the mix. I think he's coming from the left and his sole concern is to just taunt the Waterford fans. He's just giving giving it the large one as he's coming off the pitch. Classic Mitzi style. But um, yeah, so that's our Harps bus. So get in touch. Um, what we're doing is we're, we're trying a different approach this year. We're going to go on a couple of buses. So we'll have a couple of little uh, interviews here. Nothing too uh, intrusive on our, on our show. But um, yeah, definitely us a show and get on this Tifty's bogey bus. So the ultras now, uh, Prof. We have an ultras giveaway, don't we? Mm-hmm. Got a Davy Mac jersey. They're gonna give away in a competition. Blood and all, all blood and muck mm-hmm. already on it. Stevie O'Donnell's blood. Uh, so yeah, we'll. Uh, it will be signed jersey, Davy Mac, and we will give you more info. We're gonna have them in Johnny Blues as well, and uh, should be should be go crack. So it looks like Leicester are going to concede home advantage in the Leinster Senior Cup because they don't have any floodlights. That's crazy. Don't have any floodlights. And, uh, yeah, so get down to the boogies for that one. We're going out to Hope, Michael, for a few whistlers. I'm not going down to Leicester. No, Michael, I'm not allowed down there anymore. Why? He had me barred. Out the boogies? Yeah. What'd yeah. you do? What'd you do? Mooching. Mooching he was. You were mooching, Yeah, right? I was mooching. Off our people. Yeah. You barred your Alice. No, the other one, not the fella. Wonder, man. Parky. Um yeah, so that's uh that one. So I think we'll see some young young hoops play that one. I can't see him putting out a strong team for that. Um prof your favourite cup. Did you see yeah. Anto roaming around in Daily Mount looking for the Lens of Senior Cup the other night? He was on the prowl, it's he was there was a wild Anto hunting the cup. Did he not know the shells retained it? Yeah. He's still in talking. And the Derry game. Before the Derry game, pictures were going up online of the new South Stand Block X, and uh, there was some amazing photographs, wasn't there? Yeah. I like the one from pitch level. So it was like I'm guessing whoever took it, it's George or, or Bobby. It was as if they were lying on their stomach on the ground, and they took it so you couldn't see over the top of the stadium. All you could see oh, was yeah. the fans, the players, and it was 
That brilliant, was deadly. brilliant photograph. Yeah. Great photo. I like the 360 degrees one or something. Was that it? Where you could just see almost the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely class. So some fantastic photographs and uh, the place was rocking. I got out there pretty early. What about you, Prof? Uh, pretty early, yeah. I had been on the go all day. You now I had yeah. a couple of things to do all that day, so I got out there about half five and just soaked it all up, and it was it was brilliant. I went out to, to actually go to the stand at half seven. Kick off was at eight, and I said that, I think it was Deco. I was like, I'm actually gone now because I'm paranoid. The stand's gonna. You be were full. saying to me as well. And in fairness, when I got there, it was three quarters full. Yeah, I got out just a little bit after I'm you. I took a look chances. up. Yeah, I took a look up, and yeah. I thought, oh, I'm gonna struggle here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not working my way all the way up. And it, the thing is, as well, where are we are we gonna stand in that position? I I kind of went down towards the other end. Or we'll have that to, wasn't really a position. That was just a top of steps. Yeah, where are we we gonna have to find this and cement yeah. a place to to stand. So I'm gonna scribble prof into one of the seats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the queue for tickets as well. I was heading up to have an old sneaky pint, and they were the, down the road. They were literally in every sense. Like they were down the road at one end. They were down the road at the. Junior hoops end, the the family stand end. There was a massive queue, so brilliant, brilliant to see for over four and a half thousand jammed into Tallis Stadium. You know what I love as well? Constantly reading people like saying on the farm and Facebook, I'm bringing five people from this area. I'm bringing six people from the family. Uh, Jason Gaffney, Robbie's son, he brought twenty eight people from London. Twenty eight people from LinkedIn. Twenty eight nuts. I mean, hopefully they they had a fantastic. Like, like this is the thing from London out of 28 of those guys surely there's there's at least 10 to 15 football fans from London mm. who look at that and think that's a great little stadium that was a good experience we could come back eventually you know it's mm. it's, it's it's all about how, how we're perceived isn't it but as what always happens in this scenario the game is shit yeah and listen it's like I said I've said it a million times I think we probably would have drawn that last year but just on the way we spoke on the junior hoops just quickly give you some news for them Um the same crack as usual for the junior hoops who do fantastic work, except Bill Gleason. Uh, they're gonna have clappers. They're gonna have their signs up. They've a juggler again on Friday. Launch day will be in the next few weeks, so make sure uh, they are signed up beforehand. So excellent, excellent work by all the junior hoops except Bill. And um, yeah, so it happens every time. Every time I try to to sort of offer the peace pipe, you would just shove it in their faces again. Offered a peace pipe. <laughs> Bill's the instigator here. Um, yeah, so some fantastic stuff there. And uh, the queue, once again, let's speak about the queues again. It was, I was out the door. It was crazy. I went down, Jay wanted to juggle. So I went down to the junior hoops and, and there was kids everywhere. New fans. Fantastic stuff. So something we have to keep plugging away at and plugging and plugging away and see. Just try and get more people in. So, um, yeah, it was it was fantastic to see the the scramble outside the ground. Uh, the opening, the new stand was obviously a big occasion. So we had a chat with Rover supporters before the giant trying to sum up the buzz around the place last week. Okay, we're joined now by a Rovers fan, Winston. He's making his debut in the podcast. It's about an hour uh, before our kickoff here against Derry. Our first home game of the season in Tata. Are you confident? Oh, very confident, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a must-win game, mind you. A must-win game. A must-win game. It's it's the second game of the season. Uh, well, definitely, of course, it's a must-win game. This is a top of the table six pointer. This this is throwing down the gauntlet for everybody else to know. You know, this is what needs to be done. Lay it on the line. Okay, it was such a memorable memorable night down in Waterford last week, wasn't it? I mean, tell us about the trip and what you thought about the game. Ah, uh, 
look, it was the usual. It was 1-0 down, and you're thinking, oh, this is the same old, same old, same old start of a Bradley season. Now, to be fair, I don't want to be too negative, but to be fair, now, I, I thought we, we kept our heads up. We, 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 we pressed. There was some great play. Manus made some terrific saves. Unbelievable he was. Unbelievable, right? Lee Grace, very commanding, very commanding. Now, the only... The only fly in the ointment for me, right, was at the end, with the, with the lads on the pitch. Now, I've said this numerous times, right, it's wasted revenue, wasted it is. We'll get hit by them, it's money that could be well spent on, on, on other facilities, and it's just nonsense, it's completely not a nonsense. I won't have it. Uh, aside from uh, Manus and Grace, who stood out for you on the night? Oh, Jack Bourne. Oh, whatever do. Whatever do, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Vo, Vo Jerick, uh, he wasn't on the pitch long now, but yeah, he only got cleared to play or something that day, some other fiasco, but he was good, he was alright, like, you know, he scored, supposedly, or I don't know, well, yeah, you know, regarding our signings, I think Macmillan, he's the one we all wanted, Vojic, uh, is he going to score you 25 goals in a season? I don't know, I don't know, you're looking at me like I know, but I don't know, but I tell you this, I just I wonder where they where they get these lads from these trialists we had we had uh, Nanny McPhee from the Highland League and personally speaking spe- personally speaking myself and we've discussed this with the lads and they all agree I think we should be heading off to Trinidad and Tabasco I think we should be finding uh, Danny Carr's second cousin uh, and get him up get him banging in the goals add a bit of flair you know here I've actually a question for you if you don't mind can I ask you a question Roy right, why is it that you don't get the updates on the pre-season friendlies in the Twitter. Why is it that they're not out there generating a bit of buzz, a bit of interest in the club? Well, going back to the Lucan game, I think no one from the media team, aside from myself, was actually there. Another game was a private game against, against an academy. The other games, honestly, I don't know. The Rollstone ones, there probably should have been more updates. But then the Tata games, I think they did give the updates on the goals and everything. Well, here, yeah, I have one for you, right? The fellow comes in to me. Right. Now this is no word of a lawyer. I'll tell you what he told me. Right. This is what he told me. There's a team in Wales. Right. A Welsh team. Plays in Wales. Called the New Saints. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we have 27,000 followers. 27,000 followers on the Twitter. Right. It's a good number. It's a great number. But it could be better. It can always be better. Because these lads, the New Saints, they have 69,000 followers. There's only about 300 people go to their games. So you do the maths. Now listen, I just want to get back to the strikers here because we're getting off topic, right? Nicky Drennan, Gary Shaw, they're down and scoring for fun, yeah, for fun in Ichikar. Now, do you think it would have been worth more money offering Mickey? More money? Wait, that, I don't think that came out right. More money for Mickey. But, 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 look, your man, Vachik, he's good, but he's unknown. That's the thing. By the way, if you, you can't get any spare bowls tickets, can you? Uh, no. So anyway, how much are you looking forward to tonight's game? Uh, first home game of the season and the opening of the new south stand. Well, listen, I'll say this to you, right? I was out the other night with Pat, Liam, Tony and Pat. And I'll tell you what I told them. And I've made this clear to the club as well, by the way. This isn't just a... This is, there's a lot, of, a lot of thoughts gone into this. I've stood in that east stand since day one. Since day one, I've been there. Now, I am not moving. I'll just repeat that. I am not moving. You can scatter me ashes on that stand because I'm not going to the south stand. 
Rory, end of. You shall not be moved, as, as they say. Um, what are you going to do? Will you pick it or maybe hang your flag upside down in protest? What? No, we just might be moving. Simple as that. Now look, hopefully tonight it's another three points. I'm on upwards, right? We're back for OK. Uh, four scores scored in the bookies. So let's get back where we belong. Winning, winning trophies. Third place just isn't good enough for this football club. You know what I mean? You're, you're either first or you're last. And look, I used to say to the young because I coached young right? So I know a thing or two about a thing or two, right? And I'll tell you this. I used to say to them, kiss. K-I-S-S. Kiss. That's what we used to tell them. Keep it simple, stupid. Do the simple things right and the right things simply. You can't coach that. You can't. Well, Winston, thanks very much for, for the interview today. I think no we, we covered a plethora of, of topics today from pre-season to strikers or whatever. So, thanks a million. What, what, what's that? that what's your, what's your So that was Winston. Uh, a bit of a grump, isn't he, Hell Winston? Certainly is. Uh, we'll check back in with him again, I think, in a week or so, see how he got on with the East End, which he says he's not moving from. And, did did uh, he have see- dark shaded glasses? Uh, no, I, I don't know who you're referring to there, Garrett, but no, he didn't wear glasses. Also on the Pearl for both stickers at the time, I don't know if he got in. Was he a member? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Winston, we might check in on, with him every week, yeah. see how we get on. The Ultras display, it was uh, one of the biggest we've seen, and uh looked great. Loads of balloons, loads of wavies. Plenty of balloons. Uh, massive display for the, the sales stand, like all along the bottom of the, the stand. And tributes to Maureen and Joe Caldwell as well. So that was great to see. Yeah, fantastic to see. And some fantastic photographs as well. Mm. The Friday feeling was back. The Friday feeling. The buzz around the ground was unreal. Everybody's meeting up and in fucking great form. You see somebody you know. There's hugs. There's high fives. Oh yeah, what do you think's going to happen? You know, good predictions. Bad predictions. It was mm. just the buzz around the ground. Was Helped fun. an awful lot by the wind in Waterford the week before. For ah, sure. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's, it's a different story this week. Let's see how we react this week. Um... Yeah, so the the Aldridge, they had a their their stand, their their sign <coughs> said South Sand Shamrock Rowers and uh, yeah, big big display, and they've infiltrated Block X and made it their home. We were just if you're staring at the stand, we were just to the left of Block X, in with you could look the likes of Tommy Kelly and the rest of those band of rogues. So uh, I think we'll top of the game. 2-0, we beat Derry, our first home game of the season. We're on top of the league for the first time, or um, for the time being. And Brad's have picked the same team again that started in Waterford and Watts was deep and born on the right. It's Prof, what do you think? Of the formation? I think Burns waited out there for sure. 100%. Uh, he's taken up that Burke role, hasn't he? 
well, the free roll on the right, do what you want type did thing. Did you read Owen Rice's post on Facebook talking about how this has been an ongoing thing for a few years, this Rice side of position making us unbalanced? Yep. Whereas I don't think we actually failed it when Berkey was there because he was so effective in that free roll. He was cutting in on his left as well, that was the thing. Yeah. But I totally agree with Owen Rice, totally disagree with Tommy Tarmy. Tommy Tarmy is close to the list of hatred at this stage. Really? Oh, yeah. His references in his article and... His uh, <laughs> his his hatred for wingers. No, he complimented me, so I'm I'm cool no, with Tommy. Shut up, prof. Um, yeah, I I'm all about. I mean, I think pace and power on 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 the on the wing is essential in football. That's something we just don't utilize or have in our squad. Fair enough. We we have other qualities, but we don't do it. I mean, I loved four four two under O'Neill when he had Billy hugging the touchline. And we yeah, Gary McKay wasn't exactly an out and out winger, but I love wingers to beat their their fullback and whip balls into the box and oncoming midfielders taking scraps. And it's I, I just think it's a, it's an effective way of playing football and it's something that we're kind of missing at the moment. But it is early days. That's just a personal preference. No, I'm not I'm not whinging or giving out. Yeah, so there was only one survivor. I thought this was a great one. There was only one survivor from the Derry team we beat 6-1 here last year. Ali Gilchrist starred. I think it was your man Cole. who I, He's not a bad player in the centre half. So um, that's massive changes. Massive amount of changes yeah. in a short space of time. 10 force teamers. He signed a lot of local players there. I was reading in the Irish Times the week before that he was giving them all kind of the tour of Derry to kind of tap into that local pride and all. Yep. Definitely agree with doing that type of thing. And the disallowed goal, which was extremely disappointing for Greener, because imagine he mm. had a, like, I know I hate hindsight's great and all, but let's say he, he does score that one and the game goes differently and then he goes into to balls mm. two and two. You know, he should have been going into balls two and two. Carr should have been going into balls with two assists in two games because again a lovely pass and assist for Green. The same combo as in Waterford, and we saw a picture of it afterwards, and he was a good yard onside, so that was annoying. Didn't affect the result, but yeah, it does. But that type of thing, like it does, it does frustrate you because we've been the victim of a couple of bad decisions as regards to mm. referees. But people say it evens itself out. It it, it doesn't. It mm. doesn't. You know, Cara Milley now didn't have a good game against Derry. Oh yeah, he. I don't think so. But again, great move and pass. Yeah, he has that. He has that. He has something to offer out left, and I. I think he's been—he's not our answer up top. He's not our out-and-out striker. I think he's more of a creative influence on the left or on the right, possibly. But uh, scrappy game overall, Prof. It was—it was one where Mekanef excelled. I thought he was excellent. He had a great engine in the middle of the park. He was everywhere, and it's like he had a point to prove against his former club. We found it tough to get going. Then we were playing against the wind in the first half. There you were trying to press us. I thought they pressed us very well the first yeah. 20 minutes. I thought they were, and I, I think I said to you, there's no way they can last doing this, especially in a blustery Tallis Stadium. They're mm. pressing us high. Pico nearly got caught a couple of times. They were trying to play balls in behind us, but Grace, as usual, was first to everything. How how enjoyable is it to watch League Race? Like I know we'll talk about balls, but nobody is ever going to outpace him, shoulder him off the ball, or just do anything it's like it's he's he's unmovable he's such a good footballer he really is it's a joy to watch um, move on to the Watts goal excellently struck half volley you could say and the way it it came to him it's a very hard skill to, it was a miss hit clearance yeah it's very hard to kind of strike those get them down and, and hit the net so he definitely he was about 15 yards out he was in the box and he said like, he drilled it into the ground 
keeper no chance yeah no not at all rooted to the spot as they say um, the view prof everywhere I stood in the south stand the view is excellent I loved it excellent and it gives you a different perspective on a game of football because your shape is a lot more noticeable from behind the mm. from behind the ground um, centre halves in particular I always watch when I'm behind because uh, I was a defender Pat Tutty will tell you that me and him used to boss it up in Fairhouse for Glemelor and it's something that you take a note of because you're you're naturally you're, you're behind them but our, our, our wit is extremely noticeable our lack of wit is extremely noticeable when you are behind yeah, the goal isn't true. it it's extremely noticeable yeah, and you do know the, sh- the shape a lot more you do don't you it is hard to see what's going on the far side of the goal like we're shouting like you're blind linesman yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't see ourselves but just shout it anyway we're never ever going to be able to call an off an offside goal again no it's just not possible Maloney shouting the people to sit down in <laughs> yeah, the south turned, I think they, was he Winston I think he, he's turned <laughs> into a bit of a grump isn't he people were asking me about the wind uh, some of the journals after the game were asking me like because I, I told them I was in the south stand and they were like like what's the wind like Carl and coming up the steps actually it was horrible mm. it was like blown right through into my bones <laughs> but then when I stood up there actually I thought you know what I, I'd have been freezing my toes off if I was in the east stand right now not not at all yeah 100% agree with you much better protected nice and nice and uh, nice and mild Gar went missing for the whole second half as usual. Yeah, I was taking in. Actually, I had to go get Jaden, and he he was with his pals, and then they were over in Z, I think Block Z. So I said I'd take in a couple of different views, and like I said, everywhere, everywhere is a great view. Even with the shorter distance to come from the suite, he still can't make it back. <laughs> I'm not commenting on any of these scurrilous accusations. Uh, second half, we'll move on, and. Um, Went in 1-0, second half, chances. The Sean Cavanagh one. Sean Cavanagh, the flick over the head. That was a bit of magic. And Possessed by Gascoigne. Ex- yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the dentist chair. I don't think he'd been doing the dentist chair. Uh, great. I imagine he scored that. Would, you, would, no, and if you were in that situation, would you put your laces through it or would you have done what he did and try and stroke it into the corner? A laces job would have looked much better. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, Easy in hindsight to say. Yeah. Technically excellent footballer and very unlucky not to, to stroke that one home. I think you could tell by the teammates' videos they're all, they're all picking him as best trainer. He is Everybody. fired up this season. Yeah, definitely. He's, He's gonna be when we look back at the season. I can see him him being in our top three performers. You said this last season, Pop. Mm-hmm. You said this last season. True. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had the same three subs again Bulger was very effective when he came on he seems to be a super sub and that was McNiff to move, go forward more yeah we we were uh, very effective in the second half there was only one team really trying to win it and um, the I think moment of the game was the streaker Can I we... love the way he entices the the, <laughs> the steward to catch him and then he bolts again and he's gone it was a great surgeon run but he just ran out of steam in the box <laughs> Can we oh. call him a streaker, by the way? Because he was only topless. How is this classified? Pitch invader, I'd say you'd call him. Yeah. Streaker has to be full on in the raw, doesn't it? Mm. But he was uh, he evaded. He, he did well. Good mazy mm. run, you know. All that was missing was the Benny Hill music. Yeah, and uh, I love when they get clattered. It's the best thing about it. The run is great, and then they're, they're slowing down. They're they're, they're teasing the, the steward, but when they get clattered, that's that's the best bit. <laughs> it's the payoff. And then they apparently he necked a bottle of whiskey and ran into a pole. 
I witnessed this in the sales stand. Yeah, I witnessed that. I witnessed the session that was going on. And, Some party uh, going on there. Wasn't serious it? party, yeah. Okay, so then came the penalty, and we had Oki was put in by a very sneaky, sneaky ball, and uh, he took it a little bit wide. Probably one of the most comical awarding of a penalty. Wasn't I've going in. Ever seen? Like he pulled the ball so far away to get a good shot. He's not match fit, obviously. No. But what I would say is, look at his instinct there to run in on goal. Compare that to Aaron Green at Daily Mount. True. When he was true, his instinct was to kind of hold the ball and wait Turn back. to pass someone else. But where Oki's looking at it, he's thinking, yeah. there's the goal, oh, I'm going for that. So that that, mm. that natural striker instinct is, yeah, it's, it's excellent to have, isn't it? Mm. It's a little bit different. So we'll see what we have out of Oki. So he took a shot, got a penalty, and then step up. McAneff, the sh- absolute shy house. <laughs> little Penenka and then straight over to the south stand so he has uh, I'm, I'm all for this though I'm all for celebrating against your old club but no like if you had a problem with them fair enough if you're left in fucking different circumstances like Drennan yeah. Drennan is a crazy guy like they, they had a banner they were giving them dogs abuse for the whole thing fair enough if that's the case and you feel like you need to take the piss out and go ahead but if you mean, haven't got a problem with your previous club Fair enough. You still have to celebrate for your new fans. You can't show loyalty to your old club. Exactly. Yeah, I don't celebrate even, with your fans. Don't overexcess. There. Simple. Don't even see it as celebrating against your old club. His own fans were ten feet away from him when the ball went in. Why wouldn't you go over and celebrate? Yeah, it'd be crazy not to do it. And we'd be pissed off if he didn't do it. So how cheeky was that? Though? Oh, the man. audacity! The audacity! You know what Brazier said afterwards to the oh. media? He said if he had missed that, he'd have been on the dairy supporters bus. <laughs> Gone back to dairy. With them. And then we had a... It was a landmark moment here, wasn't it? Like the first goal scored into the south stand. Obviously nowhere near as significant as Twiggy scoring the first goal at Tala. But it felt like a big moment, like a big occasion, that goal. Oh, I'm just thinking back. Like I remember the goal going in at Tala for Twiggy and then this goal with a brand new stand. Like a lot has happened in 10 years. And um, yeah, so excellent to get ourselves off the mark with a home win. And... Uh, any other chances that we could talk about? Like player performances overall, I thought uh, Lee Grace was excellent. Uh, well, Boyle's pretty good again. Boyle got up and down. He gets forward. He's an outlet. Like, he does constantly want to get forward. I'll give him that much. Mm. And he looks he looks a better player this season. Um, who else we got? We got Ronan Finn. Personally, I thought the kind of game point past him, boy. But like I said, once again, the lack of wit on such a big pitch. And maybe the lack of runners going up towards a striker. Nothing but positives though for me. We won a horrible game of football 2-0. Yeah. And it was something we spoke about and we probably would have drawn that, wouldn't yeah. we, last year? But some def- yeah, I thought Aaron Green had an excellent game again. And he was and, and Watts Watts played well. Listen, we've we've such mm. a, a a talented squad there and it's just all about getting the formula right, isn't it? But the McDonough Red card was a straight red all day and Trevor. Trevor's just a pin cushion and a a pinata, <laughs> isn't he? Trevor the Pinata Clark, he just gets clattered around. That was a cowardly tackle. Yeah, I, and I don't. I mean, I don't think it was warranted at all. There wasn't any needle around between him, so f- thank God he wasn't injured. And uh, like we said, Aaron McAneff coolly dispatched a Panenka penal and celebrated in front of the south stand. So massive attendance as well, four and a half thousand, and queues were out the door like we spoke about. So hopefully we can keep it up. That's only paid in there, remember? Yeah. I mean that's it's a big 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 numbers and all around the league those big numbers quick stat for you that's three straight league wins over Derry for the first time since 1998 and did we go 10 on 
without a win against Kenny Shields. That was around seven or eight, I think. It was a lot. We hadn't beaten a Kenny Shields team and he always had our number. So, uh, go to what was the set of that again? Give us it again. Three consecutive league wins over Derry for the first time since 1998. Ooh. Um, we had Khan interviewing Bradzer in the suite afterwards mm-hmm. with the squad launch. So, uh, how did it go, Prof? Well, Khan has coined a new uh, phrase, actually. It's uh, Rock on Rovers. Rock on Rovers. Good about them. And I also want to thank him for mentioning the podcast because he said that Robbie Gaffney described playing for Rovers as winning the lotto. But, Con, I'm sorry, I must correct you. You said that the last time we were top of the table was 2011. Not true. Last time we had been top of the table was a Saturday night win over at Lawn in May 2014. Eamon Zayed got the winner. Eamon Zayed. Oh, that was wow. the last time we had been top of the table until this night. Prof, with the stats again. And... Um, yeah, so we had the prof up to his usual uh, shenanigans with McInef after the game, and uh, like Malone, Maloney said, asked all the right questions. So we're going to roll that out now with um, the prof and Aaron McInef. Aaron, a good two 0 win tonight. How do you think we played? Uh, I think it was a scrappy enough game. Uh, conditions very windy. Uh, we got the ball down and played at times, but for most of the game, it was in the air, and it was a lot. There was a lot of hook-ons and second balls to be won and stuff. But uh, I think you have to just uh, get through them games, and the main thing is that we got the three points. As you said, it was a scrappy game, but that didn't affect the atmosphere. It was, it was your first home game for Rovers. What did you think of the, the mood on the ground? Oh, the atmosphere was unbelievable uh, from all around the ground, really. Uh, I think the new stand, the fans were brilliant in there. Um, I, I enjoyed the atmosphere, enjoyed playing on it, and um, long may that continue throughout the season. What's it like for the players now when they come out that tunnel and look at the full stand from behind the goal? Oh, it was brilliant. Uh, they, the place erupted, really, whenever we walked out. and um, It gives you a great lift to go and play a game of football. Uh, it's exciting, obviously. and um, now, As I say, long may it continue throughout the season because I'm sure it'll be a great help for us. It was an excellent strike by Dylan Watts for the first goal. Yeah, no, brilliant strike. Uh, Dylan, he's a great player. Uh, he's been doing it in training, so... Not really surprised that it was a great strike, and uh, I think if he continues to do that, they'll do well throughout the year. As for the penalty, I noticed you ran straight for the ball. Normally, Dylan would be on penalty duties, but you yeah. wanted that one. No, well, Dylan was off the pitch, uh, so I knew like someone had to hit it. So I just I've had penalties throughout my career, so I just went and grabbed the ball, took the responsibility, and uh, put it in the back of the net. And I think when we got the second, they kind of killed the game off, uh, which was important to get the three points. And was it a Penenka penalty? How did you decide that straight away? You were going to hit it that way? Um, I think I, I had it on my head because, because um, a few of the lads would have, would have knew my, my favourite side and, and I knew the keeper, well, I thought the keeper was going to dive either way and he did dive to a, a certain side, which I, well, I thought he was going to dive that side anyway, so I had it on my head and I just thought oh, I may as well give it a go and thankfully it went on. So your first goal is against your former team, Derry. Some players don't celebrate against their old teams. What was going through your mind when you scored? I'm, well, I, th- I think I'm going to celebrate. Uh, I'm here, I'm a Rovers player now. and I've, I, was, I was at Derry in the past and obviously it's my hometown club. I've got a lot of respect for the club, a lot of respect for the people around the club. And uh, like I think whenever you come here, you have to go and do your business. And if you score a goal, you're entitled to celebrate it. Six points from six now. How happy is everyone with the start to the season? Well, I think it builds confidence within the squad. Uh, it's two ones from two, and I think just try and keep 
putting points on the table. Um, that's the most important thing. The games are coming thick and fast, and we'll we'll need all the squad together. And uh, as long as we can keep working hard and training each day and uh, pushing each other on, as I say, the most important thing is to get the three points each game, and uh, they add up towards the end of the season. Confidence will be high now going into the derby on Monday. Oh, well, that's what I said. There'll be a lot of confidence within the lads. Uh, there was obviously coming from last week's game and another one tonight. Uh, so all the boys will be in a high going into Monday. And for me, it's my first Dublin derby, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, so um, that was uh, the prof and, Mac and Aaron McInef. All the right questions, prof. And uh, good to hear him talk about being loyal to us now, which is, which is great to hear. By the way, the, all the players seem to think I'm some sort of phone addict. Because I remember Shazi last season. Tried to knock the phone out of my hand, jokingly. <laughs> and then Friday night, Bolger just gave me a poke on the arm or something because I was on the phone. I'm not actually on Twitter. I'm actually preparing the interview, right? Well, I think if we could check your, your browser history, you might say <laughs> something else. Um, also, Robert Goggins just wants me to clarify he's not replaced me, uh, either on the podcast or as interviewer. Agent Goggins. It was just a little good joke. Man, good man, Agent Goggins. Just a little joke we had going there. Poor Mick McCarthy was concerned. Yeah, was the like, senator. He's like, ah, oh, Robbie's replaced Jesse. <laughs> Vote for me, Senator McCarthy. So, um, other results. Friday, we had uh, UCD going down 2 at the balls. We had Sligo losing 1-0 at home to Pats with a late Mikey Drennan. Shy house goal. He... <laughs> He trolled the whole stand in Sligo. Um, there was a big they, Twitter debate after, wasn't there? Yeah, they had a they had a banner saying McCabe and uh, McCabe and Drennan money talks. So they were sticking the boot mm -hmm. in. And then somebody spoke about something about Rovers, and he said Rovers fans were nothing but good to me. Of I'll, I'll never say anything bad about them. So mm -hmm. fair play to them. Oh, the door is well and truly open. Sligo are looking a good bet to go down this year. Oh, Fabio actually, Fabio O'Brien tipped them to go down. Yeah. And I, I was ripping them over. I, I was saying that's not, not a chance. A, a team of Bucko will go down like that. But you know, listen, it is early days, but they're uh, they're starting to struggle. Yeah, fairness, Bucko has a great record. No, not I'd a chance. A Bucko team is going to go I'd down. I'd be surprised if Liam Buckley ever oversaw a team being relegated. Yeah, that's 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 what I feel. And then yeah. Cork's first home game of the season, they were beaten two 0 by Waterford. So uh, scenes at the at Turner's Cross. I'm telling you, that's my tip. That was that was my tip for the season. I know, like we said, early days, but it's uh, Cork aren't looking good. I mean, Finn Harps drawing one at one, one home to Dundalk, and they are setting up to be very tough to break down. And we'll speak about the other results now soon enough. But um, Aussie Nate, the Wizard of Oz, he was top of our tip league at this stage. So if anybody else owes us a few quid, get it in. We've nearly 31 entries, I think 25 paid. So a nice few quid for the winner. It's my sports tips. Uh, dot com and if you are interested get in touch with us and we'll explain and send you all the links the guy so, who still probably doesn't know half the rules of the game <laughs> making a show of us <laughs> leave poor Aussie Day alone <laughs> and uh, yeah so we'll move on to current affairs more current affairs with the 1-0 loss uh, Daily Mount and it was a Monday night so that's one point we've taken from them in the last six games so Prof less of those stats please has to be said, Gary, doesn't it? 2-0 uh, away was the last one we won, wasn't it? Brando and Trev. Yeah. 2-0 away, 2017. By the way, um, it got me thinking when, when, I, when I thought about that goal by Trevor Clark. I was thinking, was that his last goal for Rovers? But no, he's actually scored one since then against Rahada. 
4-1 home win in June. Mm. So that's the last time Trevor Clark scored. Obviously he was missing for virtually all last year, but still it's a long time without a goal. And um yeah, so uh We expected two of those changes, didn't we? We we expected that he was gonna save Trevor Clark for this game. Yeah. We expected He'd been that. easing them in, hadn't he? Yeah. We thought this is the type of game for Greg Bulger, so he was saving for Monday. We got those two right. Joey was a surprise. Do you know what? I wasn't. It was not. I wasn't surprised by it because I mean he was that bit of. It was a cool head experience. Put him in, in the derby. He'd be able to deal mm. with. It. He's played on a massive, a massive stage all his life. Well, you could make sense of it. I definitely made sense of it. I was. I was surprised at all the changes. To be honest, Finn, Finn was the biggest surprise of the lot. No, I didn't. I didn't think he would drop Finn. I mean, you're dropping your captain. I thought it was Watts who was going to be dropped. Yeah, he dropped his captain. So Grace was made captain. So. It was it was a it was a strange one. We we expected one or two. Didn't expect three. Didn't expect Finn to be dropped. But um, yeah. So beforehand, we were in the back page. We had it was Jaden's first game, and all that we had a couple of kids with us as well. Young the young Kill Martins were with us. We had uh, Brandon, young Brandon Lavelle from uh, the the King of Smuts son. <laughs> we should say <laughs> that phrase just sounded wrong on many levels. And yeah, so they were some good young hoops. The future of the club, they were all in the back page with us. And it's really uh, as 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 lefty and crusty as it is. It's actually a good pub. They've good food. I think the lads were they had like the pizzas are all named like Goran Ivanisevic and the, do you know they have a, a pizza called the Stephen Kenny, right? Yeah. And it's vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. But they've mini golf in the pub. They've. FIFA, it's it's good if you have kids and you're going to the game because the hut is absolutely jam packed. It's just full yeah. of alcohol. Is drinking. If you've got kids with you, the back page is fantastic for it. Yeah, I could barely move in the hut. Some of the lads would tell me stories about when Daily Mound was our home ground. Mm. This would have been back in maybe 2005. So we'd have a home game and we'd drink in the hut. And then balls would come back from their away game and then the shutters would come down in the hut because there'd be like whatever fighting going on inside. And the shutters would be down like for an hour. As Robert fans just drank away in the hole. I remember bottles coming flying over towards them as well. And the, the shutters being put down. Not being able to go in and get a drink. Yeah so that was that. And the scramble for tickets. I was heading up to one of the lads at the hut From the back page. And country. Like I heard a country accent asking me. Have you got any tickets? Mm. While I was standing waiting there. A couple of other, a couple of other guys. Mm. It was the place to be. It was the cool place to be on a Monday night. The Dublin Derby was... I'd say it was fucking it was trending I was asked a couple of times too yeah, it's tickets. nuts isn't it Insta- our Instagram was hopping uh, people looking for tickets left right and centre so hopefully everybody was accommodating and it was fantastic to see such a buzz around the ground and even the buzz in Tallis Stadium the week before that at the Derry game was amazing so hopefully we're onto something here you said you hope everyone's accommodated having said that the far end of the Jody is usually occupied by Rowers fans who couldn't get an away ticket yep. in this case it was the balls Hardcore support. That was a there. that was a policing issue because they were told you've you've seen where the the NBB always stand. It's always overcrowded and they it's it's massive amount of people in there. So I think the the cops kind of got fed up and just told a certain amount of hardcore you could call them. If that's one way of putting it. Um, down to the other end where we'd usually um stand and apparently our players couldn't get a seat either so the players who weren't in the actual squad mm. and were there to watch they couldn't get a seat and uh, poor El Mero couldn't 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 get a good view either because can't even sit with his own fans no nah, couldn't sit with the with his own fans because um, 
he was getting a bit of abuse off Bowes fans. So, uh, yeah, that was the changes. And the first half hour of play, I thought we came out with the blocks flying. Yeah. And I was really happy with a couple of passages of play. We were really trying to get the ball down, zipping the ball around on a, on a poor surface. And um, like we, we really looked good. The way it looked like it was going, we were going to beat them with 11 men. Mm. First, if I mean, first 20 minutes, I would take, we're going we're gonna to fucking do these here. Then they did get into it. They started mm. knocking the ball around, but just like in and around their box, not nothing really threatening, but mm. they, they were getting into it. You could see we were growing into the game. And and then fucking referee gets it totally wrong with Greener. 100% behind us. I've watched it at least 100 times. I've watched Stills. He tries to hook his ball. Like Fair enough, the touch was bad, right? But as as he leans into it, he tries to hook his leg around it. His eyes are on the ball, and he mm. tries to kind of scoop the ball with his foot towards yeah, him. He steps over and tries to drag the ball in the other direction. Yeah, as you say, it was a terrible touch to put him in that situation in the first place. But it's not like some of the ones we've seen last year, where you're debating over like you know Davy McInerney, the Park, and all Joey at, at Richmond. This just seems different to me. And if you take out the keyboard rolling like Neymar like a rotisserie chicken rolling into orbit like you know that meme you've seen <laughs> yeah he was just, yeah. he kept going and going not I mean I think he ended up in Eddie Rockets to get a <laughs> lift back around I mean Ward he's, he's hoodwinked hoodwinked the ref twice <sighs> here the red card and the penal I know you, think, you is, think it was a penal but I don't I, I think that if if you are skint the way Finn was and someone gets ahead of you Ten, it could be three feet, it could be half a foot, and you put your arm on his shoulder while he's ahead of you to try and get in and around him. That is a foul. Here's my argument, though. You're putting your hand on his shoulder to get some leverage on him to get in front of him. He's gonna go down. He was ahead of him, and Finn was kind of pulling on him. But Ward was was determined to keep going. He wasn't looking for the penalty then. It was only the second he felt the hand, and Ward looked up. He saw three Rovers players ahead of him. He thought, right. This is going to break down it's here. It's quick thinking though. Nothing's happening here. And he drops like a sack of spuds. If he did it for us, we'd be if, if, if anyone did that for us, we'd be lauding them. Think that fantastic. It was smart. Fair enough. It's it's not exactly... like He's a little diving fucking sewer rat. But listen, he won, won them the game and he's I done know. it. How many times has he done it now? It's the dark arts. As it's the say. dark arts. Oh, he's undoubtedly a really good player. And he always rises to the occasion in these derbies. He always is the best player in the pitch in these games. So you can't take that away from him. Personally, I thought... We, but he's conned the ref twice here, in my opinion. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I think so. He's conned the ref. And he definitely has conned the ref. But we gave him the ammo for the penalty. We gave it to him. I'm actually he says, more, here you go. Do something with it. I'm actually more annoyed at the ref than I am Ward. I'm annoyed how weak the ref is here. It's Because I mentioned the Joey O'Brien one at Richmond Park last year. Where the Pats staff come out of the dugout and they're roaring. And that influences them. Same here. This happens right in front of the Bowes dugout. They're getting in his ear. Although as we were here from Bradley in a minute. He says that uh, Harvey was given a yellow. And then the fourth official, Rogers, said, no, give him a red. Yep. That's the way it went down. So yeah. that's, that makes him even more weak in my eyes. He can't even make his own decision. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very, very, very disappointing. Because let's let's be honest, the game was over after 30 minutes. I mean... Out in Daily Mount with 10 men, it's it's going to be very hard to get out now. And like I said, shooting ourselves in the foot. But uh, no, we didn't we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. We got shot in the foot by the ref. Mm-hmm. Definitely after 30 minutes. I mean, 60 minutes with 10 men in Daily Mount, it's a tough, tough uphill task. So um, 
that we spoke about the red card. We had Jack Bourne up front for the rest of the first half, so we had like a four-one-four, mm. f- uh, four-one-four, no, you could say, and he just kind of endeavoured until the half. We were just seeing out the first half. He was given the hook. Brought Caron at the break, but even 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 there, like Boyle, we it was just it was a comedy of errors, like the red card, Boyle getting injured, so that's one sub already done. Hmm. And then we had to make another one at half time. We know subs by 60 minutes. I think it was 60 a minute in and around there that we made our final sub. Like, think about even on Friday, we talked about all the hype around Friday's game. That balls game was looming. More people were talking about the balls game, yeah. even. And think about all the work that goes in beforehand, about tactics and formations, and we're all speculating who was going to play. All goes out the window after half an hour. Yeah. Then your right back is injured. Then Watts is injured. You've only one sub left. It, everything went against us. Everything went against us. And and they, like even if you look at the second half stats, we had eight corners in the second half. I think they yeah. won. We had five shots on goal. They had five shots on goal. The possession was give or take 48-52. I think it was something along the lines of that. The stats indicate that we were the ones playing football and trying to go on and do it. Now, mm. they, they weren't great. We call a spade a spade. They got the three points. I don't think they deserved the three points. I don't think they were worthy winners at a better team. We won. deserved the draw out of the game. Definitely deserved something out of it. Well, it was our own fault for not getting on the end of some really good crosses. I think Clark and Cavo whipped in, weren't they? Whipped in some great balls and you're pulling your hair out. Why is no one on the end of these? No so that is our own fault for sure. But uh, like I said, they, they didn't do much for me as regards the player. Like I said, Ward was good. Um, the ch- they, like their chances, like they didn't. But then again, did we have any chances? You know, like I said, we did have ten. There was um, the ten men for the hour, and the penalty was their only shot on target. Right here's here's a talking point. Right, would you take Dini Corcoran? In fairness, he's got a very good track record over the last three seasons. Yeah. Would you take him? I'm not answering the question. <laughs> just, that's, that's my only comment. If he, if he was available, would you take him and start him on top? Given our current predicament with Greener. Uh, I want to see how this season plays out. I mean, we've just signed an Austrian striker. He could turn out to be terrible. He could turn out to be great. But I haven't even seen him yet. He's, <laughs> he's been a sub in two games. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, give Oki a chance. God. But just a, it's it's something that's popped up every so often with Danny Corcoran. So um, know, every time I think about signing informed strikers in the league, it just makes gives me flashbacks to Quigley and Zaid. Oh man, it just didn't work out. It's not always the answer. Yeah, not everyone fits Roberts. And uh, we spoke about the penalty. And um, by the way, Aaron Green played well. Aaron that Green, first half yeah, hour. he was. He was he getting was in behind. Working and he, the socks off. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think it was very harsh, and he's had a good start to the season. And people aren't on his back yet, so I think he needs mm. to realise that. And um, yeah, no, he was doing well. I do have my criticisms. I'm like like a lot of people do about his lack of directness. Yeah, it is a bit frustrating at times. He holds the ball up and he brings other people in, but you'd love to see him be a little bit more confident and mm. take on a defender and have a pop. Like I think there was he gets fourth chance where he was put in. He could have had a shot. The defender was slightly in front of him. There was sight of the goal. He was mm. about maybe 20 yards out. I would have loved to see him have a shot and test the keeper. Fuck it. It's a Dublin derby. Take a shot from maybe 20, 30 yards out. He might palm it out. He might slip. He might go for a corner. Let's go. Give the, give the fans something to clap or cheer about, you know. Exactly, I'd love to see yeah. him get a little bit more direct. I mean, like we mentioned the poor decisions and the injuries. You can't legislate for all that. So in the circumstances, like it was a good spirited performance. It was a decent middle class performance. Yeah. 
Middle class. I mean, we were up to our eyes and cheese boards and pinot before mm. the game. So, Pina Grigio gone in our steaks. <laughs> Middle class, fucking unbelievable. Um, yeah, the pitch invader as well. Uh, didn't think much of it to be honest. Just came on, flipped us the board. That was it. At, at least take your shirt off. Put some effort in. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, this pitch pitch invader. I'll give him a, a four out of ten. Mm. I mean, could have done a lot more. Was it Alan Brogan? <laughs> I don't know. I think he, there would have been a couple of pitch invaders from us if it was Alan Brogan. <laughs> yeah, so Stephen Bradley afterwards said about the red card, he said uh, he has the yellow out and then the fourth official makes the decision. It's mind-boggling, but it definitely wasn't a red card. The fourth official shouted red card, which is unbelievable. It's the only decision he got involved in all night. Aaron put his body over the ball to shield it and he doesn't actually go near the player, which is uh, a fair assessment in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, some... Uh, some heated discussions on pitch between players and staff afterwards. So, uh, like, listen, it's... You heard Ronan Finn in RTE. He's adamant that it's not a penal. Oh, like I said, it's... It is, you could say it's harsh, but don't give the referee... the Don't give a referee like that the ammo to give a penalty in a Dublin derby. We all know the background of the guy. We all know what the story is there. So... I like someone mentioned Neil Doyle. Imagine Neil Doyle had given us that penal in the Bowers game. Oh, crazy crazy stuff in scenes yeah so uh, the online reaction and this is something that annoys me and you prof the I'd rather be proven right culture like the the guys who are waiting in the wings for something negative to happen and yeah. they just like you won't hear from them from one end of the season to the other if we beat someone if we have a good performance against them at mm. home or we have we're on a good run you won't hear from them but then when something goes wrong and we lose the balls, they just jump out of woodwork and they're just waiting and lying in wait like fucking snakes in the grass. Absolutely. And they just want to bring the mood down even more. What's the point? Fuck off to another club. That's what I'd say. What, what, like, what's the point? What's the point? If, you're, if you want to talk about a record against balls being shit and how much it's painful, then yeah, talk about that. That's fine with that. But it's when you bring up other stuff and you get your facts wrong, like, I saw one person say, after how poor our discipline was last season. He's mixing up the previous season. Yeah. That, you know, that was our first red card in the league since May 2018. Right. Who was, uh, let me guess, Joey O'Brien Pats? Yeah. yeah. So the only one since then was Grace, which was a massive one, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, no red cards in the league since then. So well, how can you come on and say, oh, another red card, our discipline is shocking. We're doing the right things in my yeah. book. I mean, we only conceded twenty goals last season, right? Same as the champs. Uh, we we were tight. We were unlucky as regards to some certain situations. This year, uh, the striker situation is is a is a is a touchy one. It is hanging over. Us, it yeah. is hanging over us, and I mean, it's it's still been a good start to the season in my book. We haven't conceded a goal from open play in three games. We got six points out of nine. We could go and beat Dundalk now. I think we can, yeah. I think we definitely can. They're in transition. They're struggling. I, I really think we need to go out and take the games in them and beat them. And, We're um, well capable. Yeah, well capable of doing it. Plus Dundalk and Cork have dropped points themselves. I don't even know why we're updating you on Cork. I don't think they're even challenging Yeah, they're, I think they're irrelevant, aren't they? But it will, when we look at the table at the end of the season, and hopefully we finish above them, that will be significant. Like This is the year. This is the year we need the challenge. Dundalk are in transition. Cork aren't the squad they used to be. Are they in transition though? Because they started the same team that, that won the cup final. As regards it's to the management, same 11, I think though. they are. As regards to management, think about it though. 
he might have new ideologies and new ways of training and that is all brand new to them. He might bring it in and completely change something that he didn't have a chance doing when Kenny was there. He might have tried to implement something and Kenny was like, well, listen, I'm the gaffer. <laughs> I, I, yeah. He could do that. He could have a whole new regime of maybe strength and conditioning. He could have a whole new way he wants his fullbacks to play or he wants his players to tuck in. He could have all that. He could. So I see it as that. It's a, it's a new man. You're right there. What if Giller wants to say? What if Giller wants to say? What if Higgins wants to say? What if they all have new things and You're new right ideas? There, but in terms of the first team, this is the least strong start the least yeah. amount of transition they've had in six years. Yeah, they've they've signed yeah. Joe McKee from the SPL. They've signed Sean Murray, who does look a sign. But um, I, I think they're there for the taking. And it's all about that good start. If we can hmm. kick on now and just get keep a, another couple of wins under our belt and get a good start in Series 1, we'll be in the round at, at the end of the season. Also, I I heard people talking about how beating balls would have been a statement, and it does kind of make me think that successful Rovers teams always beat balls in those years. Whatever you want to pick out, the four in a row or ninety four or two thousand ten eleven. I think Michael O'Neill's teams lost twice to balls in three seasons. Twice so in three seasons. It goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Mm, it really does. The yeah. derby results and and a good season success. win the league. Yeah. And um, because it really does give you a boost you, with the fans and everything about it, winning against uh, your your Dublin rivals. But we're going to the other results as well from the Monday night, and we had Derry in a with a three two win over Waterford. So they uh, they bounced back against a good Waterford team, and then we done Doc who came from behind at uh, Oriel Park. They were training for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's they a, made a slow start last year too. In fairness, I think they started with two draws. So. But it'd be Pats as well who drew nil all against Finn Harps who do seem like a tough team to break down. Uh, Ollie is back in the league so it's good to see I see Ollie back sitting in Tallow with no socks on. <laughs> Feet up. Uh, Sligo Rovers losing 2-1 at home to Cork City so Cork are off the mark and Sligo starting to struggle. And uh, that's the roundup for this week's... So we had a couple of loan moves as well. We had Sean Boyd going to Finn Harps. And he's made two sub-appearances so far. Or sorry, he started two games so far. Uh, Sean Cadden went on loan to Wexford. And Wexford, they've also signed Emmanuel Lawal on a permanent deal. Ah. So, a bit of movement. And uh, yeah, and then we have uh, young C-block Dean Williams banging in the winner in Oriel Park against the champs. Let's see in your cup. So, fair play to Dino. And uh, a good start to his that long career. And I think he was involved in a four-two win as well there recently. So it's good to see our young, uh, our young hoops getting out and getting a bit of experience in four-team football. And then um, I made an appearance on football Irish football fan TV the next morning. So uh, a bit of a heat debate. Mm-hmm. Your Twitter feud has expanded to television. Now. It has, yeah, and it was it was uh, the the physical affair. So uh, no, it was it was it was a good it was a good debate. So check it out on Irish Football Fan TV with uh, Paul Neil. They're good lads and uh, they, they give a lot of exposure to the league. So check them out. Did you see Irish Football Fan TV did a few interviews after the Derry game and when they were interviewing two Derry fans it was interrupted by some fighting and then it was cut short. He was telling me about that. He was yeah. saying that there was just a digging match in um, in the in the car park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there was a, a, a some sort of scrap going on. So we, uh, we'll try and get to the bottom of it anyway. It's just funny how it just ended abruptly. Yeah. <laughs> Those two lads in the interview were gas. Yeah. Uh, that had to have been a, a setup. It was a piss take, wasn't 
They're actors. They are, aren't they? They're actors. Oh, the other two? Yeah. I think that was, yeah. They have to be. Um, yeah, so that's that. We have uh, a lot of people having trouble with streams so far this season. And then the embargo was lifted on fans, showing highlights before Monday. This was actually a good debate we had on Irish Football Fan TV as regards to what what should be done about TV coverage. Mm. And we I think we all agreed that they should just not have any. And we should all have the rights to show our own footage. And our, if the clubs want to go down the road where they want to actually stream live or they can just put the highlights up straight after it, they should be allowed. Just just get If there's no TV deal, what's the point in having them there? The clubs don't benefit whatsoever. So we're just, we're just in a weird situation where, in terms of the live games each week, there should be a live game to promote the league, our domestic league. But at the same time, there should never be a live game every week about our, our domestic league no. because it's detrimental. So it's just it's really weird. I mean, if we had a live game once every two or three weeks at home, it would severely affect our attendance, I reckon. Like I said, the average fan who might get in from work at six o'clock and he could be rushing out the door just to get to the game and he sees it's on telly and it's coming mm. up to quarter past six and he's looking at going mm. traffic, going to tally, he goes, I'm sitting at home to watch it. No, you're not getting any people in the door, you know? There was a lot of confusion over this about what was legal and what wasn't because, I mean, the Dairy Journal put up clips of that Rovers Dairy game after the game and we thought, well, how come they're allowed? And then Dan McDonald got in contact with RTE and he was told that, well, no, it's not RTE who has the embargo. It's the FAI. RTE have no problem with it. And then suddenly the, I get an email from, uh, or everyone gets the email from the FAI saying, the FAI, in discussions with RTE, have gotten RTE to drop their embargo. That's how they worded it. <laughs> They're just passing off the blame. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's they're very crazy. reactive these days, aren't they? Like, look at how they appointed Stephen Kenny. <sighs> the, the reactive attitude is what does my head in. They just like scramble together a statement and just throw it out there and make shit up half the time. It's just very frustrating. If it ends in the right result, it doesn't bother me. Like, I was, I was pleased that Stephen Kenny got the job, and I'm pleased that you know this embargo or whatever is lifted. So, the right thing was done in the end. But it makes me laugh how they go about it. Yeah, it's it's embarrassing, it really is. So soccer public. And yeah, so next up we have Quifties, and it is questions from the East End with Aaron McAniff and Aaron Green. So the two Aaron's battled it out, and uh, here they are. Okay, so we're at the Rollstone again for another day of qualifying games and questions from the East Stand. We've the two Irons, with Green and McInef attempting to bank enough points to make it to the fourth round. So Trevor Clark has one, and Jack Bourne has three. So. You have to get hit, be, be Trevor Clark, lads. So we'll explain the rules. Ten questions each, 15 second time limit, and we'll have to take your first answer. So, Green, are you up? So, who won Shamrock Rover 2018 Academy Player of the Year award? What's Academy now? For? The whole Academy, all underage groups. Jeez. One person got an award. Prestigious award. Five seconds. Gavin Bazzone. Michael Liddy. True or false, Rovers never came from behind to win a game last year. True. Yeah, it's true. Which club has won the most League Cups in history? League Cups. Dirty City. Dirty City. With 11. Which 38-year-old left-back scored his first ever FA Cup goal last weekend? 38. Ashley Hall? Yeah. <laughs> Ashley Cole for Derby, or for Derby. Who is top of the Bundesliga right now? Uh, Dortmund. Yeah. 
Where would you find the sea of tranquility? Have a clip. On the moon. What is Stockholm Syndrome? Having a clue. A condition that causes hostages to develop feelings of trust or affection <laughs> for their captor. Is this the chase? Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm missing headers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what are, you should know this one. What are the ingredients to a whiskey sour? Oh my god. Jemison. I'll give you that one, it's whiskey, so yeah, um, some syrup. No, I'm uh, having a clue. No, lemon and sugar, you knew that one. Did you? Aaron's having one now, just before training. <laughs> how many sides in total would, now listen to this carefully, how many sides in total would three triangles and three rectangles have? 24? No, 21. And Living on a Prayer, 1986 hit single. Performed by who? Madonna. Bon Jovi. Oh my god, did you get that wrong? Why wow. did you get that wrong? Take four though. You were on a roll at one stage. I was, yeah. Somebody, I couldn't believe you got Ashley Cole. Yeah, Ashley Cole, just thought it. I was even watching the game. I was not even on Twitter, so. Yeah, we noticed that actually. We couldn't creep on you. No creeping on me. Can't get me. So we have to sit here Thanks. So Aaron's jumping into the hot seat. And Aaron, how many goals did you score against Rovers for Derry? In general, just how many have we got? Three. Yeah, three in 2017. Which recently retired player was Rovers' highest scoring midfielder since moving to Tala in 2009? Killian Brennan. Gary McKay. Gary McKay. Oh, the oh, only chance of giving that one. <laughs> Which club is currently top of the English Championship? It's a tough one, actually. It's going up and down, is it? Leeds? Norwich. Norwich. What sports club motto was written across White Hart Lane? To the Irish to do. The game is about glory. No, no, to the Irish right. to do. Yeah, yeah, you got the free yeah, yeah, we give it to him. To the Irish to do, yeah. If you didn't get that, there was something wrong. He's being that sports. <laughs> Who was top scorer in the Scottish Premiership? Morelos? Yeah, he is. The Colombian striker with 15. Just me count for a second. Um, three very yeah. How many counties are in Ulster? Six. Nine. In Game of Thrones, who was the master of the White Walkers? Uh, I don't know. Don't watch it. <laughs> the Night King. What is the main ingredient of a Molotov cocktail? Fuck you. Petrol. <laughs> 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 if something did cost 30 euro, but it's now 20% off of that price, how much would you pay for it? 20% off 30 euro. Twenty-four. Oh, 24? Yeah. 24? Yeah. Who was done by that? Jack Brown, was it? Yeah, Jack no said idea. 26. No idea. So, thank you is the name of whose newly released album, if you guessed this. Ariana Grande. Yeah, you know <laughs> Secret fan. <laughs> Our album's class, by the way. That's a good thing. So he's well on the way now. The boys are still all on a chance to qualify, so Trev, Trev's pretty good qualified. I can't believe I didn't, I didn't know Gary McCabe was retired. Like. He's only retired last week or something. That's why I say Killian <laughs> Brennan. I didn't know he was retired. Did you say Norwich? No. Got leads. Five, though. So that's five. So we got five for Aaron McAniff and, and four for Aaron Green. So you could both qualify.
Could be enough. So still in play. You just need to finish in the top three out of around ten. Yeah, that was interesting enough, wasn't it? Yeah, they got a kick out of the Molotov cocktail one, didn't they? Ah, that was brilliant, Puff. That was a sneaky <laughs> one. And tell me, uh, what's your opinion on Aaron McInef being an Ariana Grande super fan? I think I say he was trying to keep that one quiet, and we've exposed him. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, we're going to keep asking him those math questions. Every single one of the qualifiers, we're going to give him those math questions because yep. I want to know who knows what. It's not exactly algebra in fairness now. It's, no. I mean, we're not... It's not <laughs> Bleeding rectangles and triangles. <laughs> Add them up, for God's sake. We can only imagine the bunnies yeah. jumping around in, the, in, yeah. in their head. And the interest has been sparked already, Gar. Greg Bolger came over to us oh. and he was talking to Aaron Green and I was like, are the fixtures out yet, lads? <laughs> the fixtures. The fixtures out. The draw will be made uh, in a few weeks. Um, so we have yeah so next up we have starting 11s and predictions this is getting harder every week have you got yours written down again no right I'll go first Manus Boyle is injured so I'm gonna guess Joey O'Brien right full um Tough one. Cavo has to start. Cavo left full. Pico and Grace. Um, oh, God. This is tough, isn't it? So we're going for Dundalk. What way are we going to approach them? I like wit. It's going to have to be Clark on the left. Um, no, I'm going to go Clark on the right. Clark on the right. Danny Carr on the left. Mm-hmm. Bit of trickery. You've the same team as me so far. Yeah, I'm going to go McInef in the middle. Um, McInef... Bulger and Watts. I forgot Aaron Green was suspended. Who are we going to play up front? It's going to... Yeah, I did too. Okie, okay. <laughs> go on. Fuck it. Yeah. Throw him in the deep end. Dean Dillon up front. Dean, fuck it. Throw him in. So, left wing, I'm going to have Trev. No, left wing car, right wing Trev. I'm having... I'm, just, I'm, drop, I'm dropping Jack Bourne. Um, I'm going to put Watts... Who do I say? What? Uh, Bulger and uh, McInef in the middle of the park and then you have to be back foreign goalkeeper so go on, what do you think? It's the exact same team? Well, no, now I think about it I have to put Carrab front, don't I? So, I'm keeping Byrne in the team I'm going Finn, Bulger, McInef so I'm dropping Watts Cavan on the left wing same defence as you <sighs> Then again, I might put Finn in because it's Dundalk It's a tough team to pick every Listen, week, Gary. isn't it? Look at the last few seasons. But who do you who did you put out left? Who did you put on the wing instead of when you put Car up top? Cabinet. Cabinet. Hmm. Right. Left back. Cabinet. Garrett, look at our wins over at home to Cork and Dundalk the last few seasons. Yeah. Who was man the match in all those games? Ronan, Ronan Finn. Finn. Yeah, I think he does have to start. I think you might be right. And then I think he might have a bit of fire in his belly considering he was dropped for the derby. So I can't drop Greg Bulger though because he's he was he's been good. Um I'll drop Ogie. I think oh, don't fuck this fuck starting 11 <laughs> I'll say 3-2 uh, win right 3-2 win oh he's got on game yeah. oh he's got on game 2-1 win for me and uh, hopefully hopefully we kick on and we go on and have a good series 1 so um, Stephen O'Donnell was up in the stands at Daily Mount taking notes and video and all our set pieces yeah you mentioned their 8 corners in the second half Alan Manis nearly banging one in as well. Yeah. I think it was skinned off his head. He was our biggest threat in the night. <laughs> yeah, I know, crazy. So that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. And uh, the the rallying cry is to get out, get into the south stand, get into the main stand, sing, 
and get 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 yourself down to Tallis Stadium. I mean, we had a fantastic first week attendance, four and a half thousand. Let's keep it up. Don't be disheartened by a fluke one nil win out in Daily Mount or one nil loss. No big deal. Let's get out and follow the team and support the hoops. So uh, that's it for this week, lads, and we will see you in the South Stand. Keep on hooping. See ya.